Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are going to test our spatial reasoning. I don't, what would you be testing with this game? I feel like... Uh, I, area reasoning? <laughs> yeah. Some, <laughs> and our color identification uh, skill set, I guess. Uh, in the game Illusion... Uh, this is a game that was published in 2018. It was designed by Wolfgang Warsch and published by many publishers. The one I have is Pandasaurus, but I have seen the German um, NBV or NSV publisher copy around. What what uh, what version is yours? I got Pandasaurus. Yeah. Um, once again, Pandasaurus. I just I love those that publisher. They publish some really interesting games. But uh, this is a game for two to five players. It's a very quick little game, and it is about identifying um, percentages of colors in a pattern and ranking them progressively higher or lower based on what has already been uh, drawn and played on the table. So. It is uh, one of these games where I'm sure there's going to be people that say, no, it's not a game and it's an activity. And I see the point there, but I definitely think that this is a game and I really, I really enjoy this one. I played it the first time when I visited you a year or two ago in um, Portland and uh, it's been on my mind ever since. So I'm glad we're, <laughs> we're able to review it. <laughs> so anyway, before we get any more deeper into this, let's talk about exactly how it plays and then we can talk about whether it's worth your time. All right, how to play Illusion. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stress that Illusion with an I. It's not <laughs> Illusion. You're not ranking right. references to other things in this game. <laughs> uh, a lot of subtle <laughs> references. Uh, basically, there are two decks. One deck is basically going to be the goal deck, and the other deck is the meat of this deck. Uh, what's going to happen is you'll shuffle both decks. You will flip over one of the goal cards. The goal basically has an arrow on it with a color, one of four colors. It's either going to be red, yellow, blue, or green on it. Uh, and then in the of the other deck, which has been shuffled, uh, you will take that and you will move it over next to that arrow to indicate that that is the starting card. Uh, and what you're trying to do uh, is on your turn, you have one of two options. You can either add a card to the line, uh, and in the beginning of the game, that is pretty much your only option. You're not going to take the other one. That would be silly. Uh, or you can decide to challenge the validity of the line, uh, because essentially what you're trying to do is order these cards uh, similar to the game Timeline, if you've ever played that, where you're trying to order a bunch of cards chronologically based on when they happened in history. Uh, this one, you're just trying to order them uh, percentage-wise, as uh, Kaz mentioned, so that the percentage of the color that is on that arrow, the goal arrow, uh, goes from lowest to highest. So if you think, uh, again, it starts with one card. If you think the card that is on top of that deck uh, has a lower percentage of, say, yellow, uh, if the goal was yellow, uh, then the card that is out there, you'd put it before it. And if you think it's more, then you're going to put it after it. Uh, and this will continue down the line as the the line of cards gets longer and longer. It's a, it gets a little bit harder to add the next card so uh if there's like five cards out there you might be looking at the next one going gosh god that it's really hard to tell if this fits in between that one and that one or maybe it goes after that one or ugh. but the thing is putting cards in is just the one aspect you also have the option of going you know what uh either either you're gonna go i 
don't feel like I can put that one in successfully and you're just going to challenge it or you think someone literally made a mistake and you can challenge it at any time. Once you challenge it, it's basically either you're going to score a point uh, or the person that added the last card will score a point. So if you're playing uh, multiple people in the game, uh, everyone else is kind of sitting out and and waiting while you and the person before uh, bite your teeth uh, as you flip over the cards because on the reverse side of these cards indicates the percentage of the colors on the card. Now the percentages uh, represent how much area they take up on the card itself. Uh, uh, there is some white space, uh, so it's technically not the percentage compared to the other colors, it is the percentage on the card, which may be confusing for some people, but anyone who understands what percents are probably gets what I'm saying there. Uh, so, for example, you might have one card that has 9% uh, red, 7% yellow, 6% green, and 9% blue. That doesn't add up to 100%. Because again, white space is, is, is its own percentage that no one ever cares about. Uh, so <laughs> if, if when you flip over all the cards, uh, there is a mistake, someone put something in the wrong order, then the person who challenged that validity gets a point. And the way they uh, indicate that is they take that goal arrow and put it in front of themselves, uh, and then a new one would start. A newer arrow is flipped over, which could be any one of the four colors again. Uh, there are 12 goal cards in total uh, with three of each color. If there was nothing wrong with the line, if everything was perfectly in order, and in the case of uh, duplicate values, that is perfectly fine. It doesn't matter what order they go in. So if there was a 9% and a 9% right next to each other, that's fine. It doesn't matter which, which way it goes. Uh, then if there's nothing wrong, then the person who put in that last card gets that point. Uh, the the next round will start with whoever got that point. They will start off the next round, uh, and the game continues until someone gets three points, although they do indicate it in the rules that you can just go all the way through all 12. I feel like for a two-player game, it works a little bit better that way, going through all 12. Uh, but uh, yeah, and uh, whoever gets those three points wins the game. Uh, that is everything. That's the whole game. That's it, yeah. Pretty straightforward. Um, yeah, I, I really like this game. I feel like there's – this is one of those games where it's just – you know, I've seen similar – I've seen this challenge before. But, uh, you know, and, yeah, I think when you're a kid, it's sort of a fun thing that you've had in school or something like that. I'm trying to remember where I've seen it before. Like, I don't know, a science fair where they're talking about, your eyes can fool you. Look at these two pictures, you know, and which one has the more of the different color? Oh, just kidding. They're the same. Mind blown. Oh, yeah, those things. <laughs> So it's all about optical illusions, but um, putting it into a game seems like a sort of a no-brainer. Like, duh, why didn't anyone do this before? And it's just a cool, cool mechanism. I've always, I always like those too. Just to have feeling that your brain tricking you, and so to be challenged to rank them, knowing that your brain's going to trick you, and knowing that they're trying to trick you, is really fun. And so you're trying to figure out different patterns, and and some are more easier than others to to differentiate between. But there are some that are really challenging to clarify which is uh which is more when the color that you're you're rating against so um i definitely like i said before i kind of get where people were this is probably a game where people are gonna be like oh it's an activity not a game but i i disagree they definitely have enough structure here in the ranking and the challenging of the ranking that this definitely feels like a game there is a game here it's light but there is a game um so anyway, the, back to playing. I've only played this two-player. I've never played it with a big group, but I'd really like to. So what's your play experience with this game? 
I've played with a, a bunch of different levels. The the game indicates that it can play up to five. I think I've I think I've broken that a little bit. I think I've played up to six one time. Uh, it, it gets a bit strained, especially if you're going that far out. I think five is perfectly fine. Four is really nice. I think three really here is the sweet spot, just because then there's only ever like one person left out. Uh, when when it gets up into the three or four, sometimes you can feel a little bit cheated when it comes along where it's just like, God, I'd love to challenge it right now, but I can't. I have to wait for like two other people to go before I can challenge it. And by then the line's going to be so long that I don't have a chance to do anything. So sometimes you feel a little bit left out uh, or you can feel a little bit, um, you know, like like the game is against you because, well, I can't challenge it now and it's pretty easy for me to add this card and two ways down the line, it's I'm it's, it's too far away from me. So three is really nice because you feel like you're always kind of in it uh, and you have a lot of more of those tension moments. Four is, is all right. It's good. It's still good. Five really kind of pushes it and I, I know that some people have been, when I've played at those higher counts, people have been like, gosh, there's really nothing I can do. I'm kind of getting getting unlucky a lot here so right uh, two i like two it's okay i just like having that extra person although with sure. a two it's a lot more head-to-head uh because it's like well anything i always have a chance to score points it's always my call of do i add something or do i call it right now uh and so that it, it that has there's a nice feel to that but i do like it at three yeah i could see that that makes sense having a kind of that third the, the triangle, the what do they call it? The perfect triangle. <laughs> a lot of games seem to have that sweet spot right there. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's good though, because I, I feel like I really enjoyed it at two, and this is one of the reasons why I thought, hey, we should definitely do Illusion, because it's one that I think my uh, son would like. I haven't had a chance to play it with him yet. I just played some rounds with my wife, and I played it before when I was visiting you. And um, so, solid at two, so I, I'm really excited to try uh, throw a third player in there. But I, I kind of see, so when you had those fall flat moments where you felt left out that was the higher player counts right yeah those are the higher player counts where it's just like gosh i mean either they're either gonna i mean i would challenge it i know they're probably gonna challenge it if they don't the next person down the line is definitely gonna challenge it the odds that it'll get all the way back to me for me to challenge is highly unlikely there's just too many cards for it to spill over now uh so yeah 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 all right that makes sense um but anyway, yeah. So illusion. Um, what are your, what are your thoughts? Like, what are your impressions, or uh, not your impressions, but the uh, the players' impressions that you've introduced this to? Like, do your is it go over well? Um, this is one that I've been. I I don't know. I've been going back and forth on bringing it to my game group. I mean, I probably will because there's people who like to play it. But there's definitely people I know in my group that would be like, oh, like it's too light or it's too gimmicky or for whatever reason it's going to turn them off. And I just wonder how well it goes over. In your experience with people who, um, I don't know, they like games, but uh, are, are they are they open to this, or is it something that they're just kind of like, eh? I've I've brought this out on a, a few different occasions. I think the first time I brought it out, I was going to a, a wedding out in Iowa, so I'm just like, all right, it's small, easily portable. I'll bring this when we're doing because it's like partial family reunion because we don't all kind of live in the same area, uh, and so I'm just like, all right, I'll bring this. This will probably be easy to teach. 
brought that out. I think it went over pretty well. There were a few cousins that are like, eh, whatever. I think they're more used to like the classic type games, maybe like Cranium or something like that, or Gestures or whatever. Uh, but there were definitely a few people. My brother kind of got into it. Uh, I did not play this with my mom, so I have no idea whether or not she would actually like it. So that, that's <laughs> totally still up in the air uh, for later on in this podcast. Uh, but I would say it hit the mark 50-50. There were some people who were like, eh, whatever. And there were definitely some people that were like, oh, yeah, totally. Um, I've also brought this one to uh, play at work. Uh, we have, I have a work game thing that goes on, although it doesn't happen anymore because of the whole COVID thing. But when, when we did meet in a building uh, at times, I did bring this one out. It, it went over actually, I'd say, better than with my family. Most people were into it. I think one or two of my coworkers actually purchased this game. They really like it. It's very simple. Uh, in fact, one of them said, oh, I think I could probably get my parents into this. Uh, again, uh, not, not, not saying anything about my mom. But their their parents apparently were again saving that that lovely bit for at the end of this podcast. But uh, yeah, I think I think more often than not, people can see the enjoyment of this. They they really get a kick out of it. It's it's something different in a game that you don't often see of having you kind of like make judgment calls from an image. Most most games where there's like images uh, that you have to make judgments on, it's more of a oh I'm making interpretation of what their interpretation of this is like oh i think this picture represents this kind of like in dixit or there are some other ones where it's like oh this face kind of looks like that face so i think they're trying to clue me in on this fact there's usually something like that where if, if it's something visual it's this but this is more of a i don't know rorschach test it's less of a rorschach test even though a lot of these images are completely zany they have nothing to do with anything they're like either handprints or their words or it's just weird shapes all over the place are just really interesting patterns. You're just making a judgment call of the physical aspects of it, which is really kind of nice and less, I don't know, this is just the way I feel instead of it's more of a, this is just exactly how it is, which I, I like. Sometimes the, this is how I feel can get annoying and, uh, you know, sometimes I get in trouble because I start getting angry at people like, how could you totally think that even though it's completely opinions? Whereas this <laughs> right. one is just like, yeah, that's that's how it is. I, I'm stupid. I should have known, obviously, <laughs> you know. And I'm the type of person where I will like very methodically calculate like areas and like all right so if the, the radius is about twice all right then this and if you kind of subdivide this section and multiply it by five then the total of it so i'm like doing way too much math uh when i'm calculating all this stuff everyone else is kind of like oh, they're like kind of weighing it in their hands almost being like yeah i think that one feels a little bit heavier that one that one looks a bit more uh whereas i'm way more like mathing it out uh which sometimes helps and sometimes hurts depending on what ever shapes are going on there so uh yeah <laughs> oh that's funny um yeah i uh i definitely agree with you i really like this game it's it's there's nothing quite like it and it's surprising i hope to see like this mechanism in more games i feel like it, it could fit in well to be a sub, not a main structure but a side structure or even one of the main structures of other structures in a game because it is fun it's really fun and i feel like there is enough excitement here Compared to some other lighter games that um, uh, the mind comes to mind, or games like that where people are like can take kind of kind of like I don't know, sort of that that like I said that acti- is it an activity is in a game. This is definitely a game to me, and it has those game elements where there are some great moments where 
after you placed a card, you suddenly realize, oh, no, that's that's definitely wrong. Now that I see this a little more closely, that's <laughs> definitely wrong. And then you just try to poker face it until it gets back to you and hope that they didn't see it. And so there is a real fun tension to this game that I didn't expect. That's that's why I really like it. It's not just organizing, but the, the fact that, you know, it, the, because you're challenging your brain to clarify that what you're seeing – even orienting the card in a different way can affect that. So if you're looking oh, at a yeah. card and then you place it down maybe uh, on the board differently or someone rearranges it, then things can look very different. And it's just really interesting to me, that effect. Um, so anyway, yeah, I totally agree. I really like this game too. I'm glad to uh, have it in my collection and uh, glad we're talking about it. Uh, let's talk about taking it out though and how you would do that and how that would go. Um, this is uh, going to do pretty well in that vein because it is just a deck of cards. So what you're going to have in front of you uh, or I'm sorry, in the middle of the table, I should say, is uh, the first card that's going to come out of the deck or that's going to be set out is going to be the color and the arrow direction card. So this is, of course, represents one color for each of the or there's more than one card per color, but each color is represented for the colors on the pictures in the deck. There's four of them and uh, it'll have an arrow going uh, that shows you the direction of the percentages that you're going to be laying down in the tableau. Then the tableau is going to start. Um, so there's going to be a growing tableau of cards on the middle of the table that you each are going to be um, uh, rearranging and placing in in as it goes around the table. So that's just going to grow. In my experience, it's never grown that big. I would say, what's the biggest tableau you've had in a game? I think, think probably the longest and maybe seven. And that yeah, was, I was gonna pushing. Say it's, it tends to get about like five or six long and then someone calls it because they're just like, I, I don't know where <laughs> to put this next card. I don't want to risk it. I may as well just call it right now. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I feel like at that point you're just like, something's got to be wrong in there. And then you just call, <laughs> call it. <laughs> so um, anyway, so yeah, the tableau is not going to grow that big. I, it, maybe you play differently than us potentially and you could grow up big, but most likely it's not going to grow that big. So really what's just going to happen is just this growing row of cards in the middle of the table. Then there's going to be the draw pile, of course, next to that. Um, and that's about it. In front of you is going are going to be the um points cards that you've earned if you win the round you get the card and um, so you can play it with collecting those cards you can play it by just scoring on your phone or on a piece of paper however you'd like but that's all that's really going to be in front of you is some uh, cards as you win rounds and uh, those depending on on how you're playing um, like you said it's it's first to three typically but I've also played with just doing uh, actually going through all of them. I think I think that's kind of a fun challenge when you're just with a two-player. So you can change how you win the game with this, which is nice, but that's the standard setup. So anyway, really good points for taking it out. There is not much that's going to get in the way of this or that this is going to get in the way of. You can eat pretty much any meal, I'd say, and play this game. And as long as anyone, everyone can see it, and the central tableau, which of course is the most important as they're deciding where to put their card, um, it's going to be pretty easy to take out. The cards are really good quality. The art is obviously very abstract and only four colors, but it's really well done. I have to say for a deck of cards, and I don't remember offhand how big the deck is, but it's, uh, do you know offhand is like 60 cards, like 50 cards? Is it that many? Oh, God. 90, 98. 98 unique optical illusion cards is what they call Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. What am I thinking? I, I don't have it in front of me. And now that you say that, I'm like, oh, yeah, it was two stacks in the in the box. Um, 
yeah, so just a lot, a lot of different optical illusions. They're not just one with varying, varying colors. There are some similar um, layouts, but honestly, there's it's it's few and far between. It seems. I mean, there's a few few that are similar, but there's quite a variety here. And so the art is really well done and fun to look at. It's, the colors are bright. This is a game that I would assume, and I am not colorblind, so I can't say, but I think the way with these four colors. Um, it is colorblind friendly, but I am not an expert on that, so I could be completely wrong. But I believe with the shade of blue and uh, the shade of green, um, there it's colorblind friendly. The only thing I can think of is maybe the red and the green get messed up. I have a friend who's colorblind, and those are the two that get him. But uh, I don't know. It still seems to me the shades are so disparate that it'd the be... green is pretty dark in this one. So yeah, it feels like it's fine. yeah, yeah. So, um, so anyway, hopefully that is colorblind friendly. I believe it is, but I could, well, someone will have to tell me if I'm wrong. Um, vibe, vibe is great too. Cause this is, this is once again, is a game where you are mulling over your options, but it, there's only one choice. <laughs> well, there's three choices. Uh, is it more, less, or is it, uh, should I just call it right now? So of those three choices, they're all pretty light. It's a quick game that goes fast paced so it doesn't feel like a heavy decision and it is it is fun there's a joy to to realizing that you're just guessing you never know for sure it's your best guess where this falls and sometimes like i've had games where i put it down someone immediately calls it and then they're like seriously like that's you thought that was bigger than i'm like yeah and then and then it's like (laughs) i don't know like this is 10 percent. this is uh 20 i'm like wow okay that is that was really off, I guess, but it looks like it to me. <laughs> so there's just fun fun errors that you'll make in this game that make it sort of uh, just kind of silly and fun. Um, all right. Let's see. What else? Uh, who wouldn't like this game? We kind of touched on it a little bit. I think there are some people who are averse to sillier, lighter games, and that's fair. I get that. But to me, as someone who really likes dense games and Euro games, I always love little refreshing um, breath of the fresh air type of games like this, this. It's different. It's something I've never played before. Uh, nothing like I've ever played before. And it's just fun and quick. And so I really like it. But I could see why some heavy gamers ha- might have a chip on their shoulder about games like this or just not see it to be worth their time. But I would say I would recommend this to any gamer um, because it is a unique structure. Um, let's see. Can you think of anything else that would be off-putting to people or really a plus? No, I think pretty much it's it plays quickly enough that I don't think it's going to get in the way if you if you don't absolutely love it. Um, but it's it's just a unique game, and for me, I really like games that have a unique mechanism to it. And this, although there are some mechanism p- parts of the mechanisms that are very similar to other games, as I mentioned, uh, timelines is very similar. But the actual things that you're doing, you know, the judgment calls that you're making, are very unique to this game. And I really, really like that about this game. So that, yeah, I think I, if you're looking for different mechanisms, which I'm always looking for different mechanisms in games, uh, this one definitely stands out. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that is illusion. So we don't know. We've not tested it whether your mom would like this. I think my theory is is your mom would like this. I don't think it would be your favorite, but I think she would get a kick out of it. Here's here's why. It plays more than two people. <laughs> so you can get a group of people playing it. Um, you're all in, kind of involved in each other's turns. So you're all sort of like watching what's what they're doing and, and ready to call it out at a moment's notice or when you can. And um, 
and it's it's very straightforward. There's not it's easy gameplay, but there's still a thrill to placing the card or watching someone else place the card on their turn. So those are my those are my checklist <laughs> items that I think would be in the favor <laughs> of it. Downside, no dice. As usual, no dice no, is a big yeah, hit yeah. for games your mom prefers. And um uh I guess that's the biggest one right now. I don't know. What do you what do you think? I th- I'm kind of on the same line as you. I'm pretty sure she'd definitely enjoy it. She would definitely wouldn't mind playing it. Uh, but it definitely wouldn't be her favorite. Again, no dice. I don't think there's – there are definitely some moments where it's like, oh, but again, it's more of the tension between the two people that are in it. I, I think she might have some of the similar attitudes as some of my cousins where it's just like, okay, that's interesting. But it wouldn't be something where she's like, I want to play that again. She definitely would would play it if I brought it out or if, if we were looking to play something. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be something where she's like, oh, yeah, I remember that last game. It's not going to be something that's going to come to her mind as something she wants to play. Uh, uh, not like some other games that I actually have played with her. So I, I'm putting this one uh, as a maybe yes. So somewhere between maybe and yes. <laughs> so definitely not a no. She'll, so she would it, she would play it. But I don't think she'd love it. She might like it. So yeah, yeah. All right, cool. I feel like uh, I feel like we're both on track here. <laughs> Good. <laughs> we got another positive one for your mom. I feel like we uh, we we needed one lately. Um, all right, guys. Well, that is illusion. And uh, yeah, I definitely recommend checking it out. You can still find it quite uh, pretty readily. I see it in game shops all the time. It's uh, available online. It's uh, it's around. It's out there. Go check it out. I've also seen it in like um, yeah, bargain bins quite a bit, and on the show. anyway, it's all over the place. You can easily find this game. All right, everybody. So I uh, once again, I, I don't have a catchphrase. I will make up for it eventually. One day soon, I will be back on track. But uh, we've been traveling, and it's been a little crazy right now. So I have that's my excuse this week. I should just make a week. When I don't have catchphrases, I should have an excuse of the week. Excuse, <laughs> excuse of the week. <laughs> So that's it. My, I've been traveling. <laughs> I've been traveling. That was my excuse. And uh, we'll see how long I could. <laughs> maybe that will be my excuse next week. I don't know. Let's see how long I can milk that one. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but we really appreciate everyone for listening. You can, hold, of course, get a hold of us on, on two different ways, Twitter and Instagram, at Chits and Chat. You can also, I guess three ways, go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and scroll down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we hope everyone's doing okay, especially like we are in the uh, fire smoke zone of the country where we're getting smoked out regularly. Uh, we just recently got a break in Denver because of some rain and snow and a crazy temperature shift. Alex is in the midst of it in Portland. But uh, hopefully everyone else is uh, doing okay. And uh, if you are in the smoke zone, get inside and play some games. There you go. That's a quick solution. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, thank you all for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.